starts now. The ever-changing global political geography shows no signs of slowing. Anyone who has ever looked at old maps sees a variety of countries and kingdoms that no longer exist in that form. It's interesting to see the country of Bohemia on old maps, considering today's usage of the word Bohemian. The evolution of the British flag also shows the previous nations under the crosses of St. George, St. Andrew, and St. Patrick that merged into one. Other countries changed size. Sweden was considerably bigger, as it encompassed what is now Norway, as was Mexico with its previous parts of California and Texas. Today we see countries and borders changing about every decade. North Macedonia is a new name on the map as of 2019. Swaziland is now called Eswatini. South Sudan is less than a decade old. Kosovo, Serbia, and Montenegro are examples from the early part of the 2000s. The 1990s saw the split of Czechoslovakia into Slovakia and the Czech Republic, as well as the emergence of several new countries from the dissolution of the Soviet Union. But it seems that countries without major political turmoil have, or at least in the eyes of some, should be viewed as stable. We haven't seen change to any of the G7 countries' names or borders since the late 1950s, when the United States became a little bigger. Yet that process is once again happening. Yet, that process is once again happening. 52% of Puerto Ricans in 2020 said yes to pursuing U.S. statehood. To move forward with the people's expressed approval, a simple majority in both houses of the U.S. Congress would be required, giving the new state two senators and five representatives, and changing the U.S. flag to add one more star. The last time the composition of the U.S. changed was 1959, through a similar process used for the admission of Alaska and Hawaii. Canada's borders and composition changed in 1949, when Newfoundlanders said yes to becoming Canadian. As a side note, you can still see tons of references to the time when Newfoundland was not part of Canada, by looking at its former currency, for example, or doing a bit of research on YouTube for the opening to Hockey Night in Canada, in which Foster Hewitt welcomed viewers from across Canada and in the United States and Newfoundland. While economic prosperity and political stability have tended to slow the process of countries enlarging or reducing size, the UK reminds us that change is constant. After taking hold of about 20% of the world's real estate for a couple of hundred years, in recent decades, Britain has devolved power, re-establishing legislatures in Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Now the ever-changing European Union convinced enough Brits to change that structure. And with that change, which becomes official in January of 2021, the United Kingdom could very well see many more changes to come. There are talks of yet another referendum on Scottish independence. The question of borders with and in Ireland remain unresolved, so expect more to come. Which evokes the question, could there be other entities or countries that might want to merge or work together to create new nation states? Well, as I mentioned, Puerto Rico is really at this point a pending item on the agenda. It's really just a matter of time. But might there be others wanting to join the U.S.? Some change in the immediate future is inevitable, and much of this really has to do with economic and trade relationships, political stability, 
and the relative wealth or poverty of the countries involved. There are a number of Caribbean countries, including a few colonies, that could do well to consider closer ties to the U.S. Would the U.S. consider taking them? The Turks and Caicos joining Canada has been a pie-in-the-sky idea for many years. While there's really no interest or motivation at this time from the Canadian government to create another province or territory, things can change. Five countries in Central America used to comprise one federal republic, the memories of which still live on in the imagery of a couple of flags, Honduras and Nicaragua, for example. Don't be surprised if this structure is revisited. On this note, it's interesting to point out that Mexico didn't just lose territory to its neighbors, it actually gained a bit when the previously independent state of Chiapas, once part of the Central American Republic, joined Mexico as one of its states. And the United Kingdom still has several colonies around the globe, including the just-mentioned Turks and Caicos, Bermuda, the Falkland Islands, the Cayman Islands, the British Virgin Islands, and Gibraltar, to name a few. With Britain out of the EU, there will be new challenges, and some change to the structure of these territorial relationships is likely at some point. So for fans of world maps and flags, the ever-changing political geography of the world still has plenty of momentum. One would hope that this momentum will advance without its usual accompaniment of civil war and bloodshed. Visit stephenchristiansen.ca for more episodes. This podcast is available on all premium streaming platforms, including Anchor, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and TuneIn. I'm Stephen Christiansen. Thanks for listening. complete.